Chapter Twelve of The Broken Rosary by Grace and Harold Johnson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Twelve. At one o'clock that afternoon, Sam Brighton parked his car in the driveway at Happy Tipolo's home and walked quickly to the front door of the stone ranch house, sprawling arrogantly on a well-kept double lot. A small, dark-haired woman opened the door slightly in answer to his ring. "'Mrs. Tipolo?' Sam asked. "'Yes.' "'I'm Sam Brighton. I phoned Mr. Tipolo a while ago, and he said he'd be at home. May I see him?' A wan smile crossed her lips. She swung the door open wide and stepped aside. "'Yes, he's home. Come in. Too hot to go out today.' Sam stepped across the threshold into the hallway, and Mrs. Tipolo quickly closed the door. "'I was sorry to hear about your brother, Mr. Brighton.' He was a good man. I'll pray for his soul. Thank you, Sam said. It seemed incongruous to hear prayers mentioned in this house. Yet why should it? She wasn't happy to below. Maybe she disliked his way of life as much as anyone. She looked like a good woman. Nice and cool in here. Mrs. Tipolo beamed. It's air-conditioned. Always the same temperature. Won't you sit down? I'll call happy. Sam seated himself on a divan, from which he could see out across the hills toward the river, the wall-sized picture window forming a frame for the view. While he waited, Sam looked about him, astounded at the luxury of the furnishings. It was easy to see that an interior decorator with modern ideas had been allowed complete freedom, no thought of cost. In a few moments, Tipolo entered the room. He wore white flannels, a white sweatshirt, and soft-soled white shoes. His first impulsive smile faded as he took Sam's hand. Too bad about your brother. Thank you. Tipolo licked his lips, picked up a silver box from the table, offered a cigarette to Sam, and took one himself. He then snapped open and extended a table lighter. He inhaled a long breath of smoke and blew it lightly through his teeth before he said, My way of looking at it is, you never know. So make the best of it while you're here. Sam shook his head. That was the way Wally looked at it, too. Meaning? Get everything you can out of life, any way you can. Tipolo forced a laugh. I go along with that, all right. But what have you got in the end? Whatever you get that way doesn't do you much good. Tipolo shrugged and threw out one of his arms across Sam's shoulder. Maybe you got something there. Now let's go back to my office. He led the way to the rear of the house. You've got quite a layout here. Sam said. There was pride in Happy's voice when he answered, Sure, why not? Cost plenty, but who cares? I put out the money, it gets scattered around, and I get my money back. Then he laughed. After that, I got the money and the house, too. Nuts, ain't it? And the suckers paid for it. Sure, suckers. World's full of em. Tipolo's office seemed to be hermetically sealed when the door was closed. Light came in through glass blocks. The walls, cupboards at the end of the room, the large flat-topped desk, and the chairs were done in softly polished natural birch. The heavy pile of the rug was gray-blue, as were the chair seats. Sam seated himself beside Tipolo's desk. A cool current of air swept through the room. "'Cool air feels good in this heat. You sure got it nice,' Sam said. Tipolo looked about him, pleased at Sam's praise. Then he seated himself behind the wide expanse of his desk, leaned back in the chair, and asked, "'What's on your mind, Sam?' 
You were in the Merchant's Bank building about 8.10 last night, right? Sure, so was a lot of other people, but I already told Wilkes and Davis all about it. What time did they pick you up? A little after nine, but I had to sit in that stinking station a couple hours before Wilkes got in. What's this all about? I don't know nothing about Wally's getting bumped. I got nothing to hide. I went to Wally's office about that time and heard you and Wally arguing. Sam's eyebrows raised, showing his surprise. Wasn't much of an argument. Yeah, you were sure making a lot of noise. Sam thought for a moment. Did you tell Wilkes you heard us arguing? Sure, why not? You was, wasn't you? Well, we weren't exactly seeing things eye to eye, but we weren't sore at each other. Tipolo shrugged his shoulders. I just told Wilkes what it sounded like to me. That's why I left. Didn't know when you two'd get through. What did you go to see Wally about? Tipolo eyed Sam with suspicion. Wilkes send you out here? No, I haven't talked to Wilkes about you. Maybe Davis sent you? Davis doesn't send me anywhere. I take orders from Wilkes. Okay, it was like this. I had a little business with Wally and dropped in to see him. You two was arguing, so I beat it. Then I drove over to Watertown on some other business. Make anything out of that? Look, Happy, forget I'm on the police force. Think of me only as Wally's brother. I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to find out who murdered him. Tibolo looked slyly at Sam. Right now I'll give you odds that Wilkes thinks you killed him. For a moment Sam sat motionless. He recalled distinctly the questioning look in Wilkes' eyes last night, and again this morning. There had been much sympathy, but there had been suspicion, too. Sam shook his head and laughed harshly. Nuts, Tipolo, be reasonable. I ain't dreaming this up, Sam. I said it was Wilkes. I saw it in his face when I told him that you and Wally'd been arguing. Why, just before that, he was going to lock me up for the night, just because he thought I didn't tell him what your brother came over to see me about yesterday afternoon. Why, he wouldn't even let me call Sid Tilford. Said I could spend the night on one of those crummy beds with the cockroaches. He was sore, but then all of a sudden, when I told him how you and Wally was arguing, he forgot all about it and let me go home right away. Seems to me that you took my place in Wilkes' mind. See what I mean? Sam sat studying Tipolo for several moments, weighing his reply. He didn't doubt that what Tipolo said was the truth as he saw it, but Tipolo was wrong. He couldn't be down in Wilkes' book for Wally's murder. Nuts. Wilkes wasn't going to lock you up. He was bluffing. Just putting on pressure. Tipolo took a long drag on his cigarette, blew out the smoke, and shrugged his shoulders. Okay, Sam, I ain't arguing with you. That's the way it was, just like I told you. But the way it looks to me is, Wilkes ain't sure about you. Sam frowned. Forget it, Happy. What I'd like to know is why Wally came out here to see you yesterday. For a moment, storm signals were up in Tipolo. They showed in the spotted flush of his face, the uneven pitch of his voice, and the way he stared angrily at Sam. Wilkes sent you. You guys ain't trying to pull a fast one and pin this on me, are you? I got nothing to do with it. I told you before, Happy. Forget that I'm on the police force. Maybe it's like you say, that I'm in a bad spot with Wilkes. If I am, I want to get out of it. Let's think of this from the angle that I really want to find the murderer. My personal belief is that there's some connection between Wally's death and that of the old sheriff, Duffield. There must be a connection, and I think the solution could be found in Missouri, where Duffield lived. 
I'm leaving for there Monday, right after the funeral. Tipolo shook his head. I told Wilkes all I know. What'd you tell him? Sam asked. Just how it was. I was out in the car looking at my flowers. Wooly came along in his car. He stopped, and I asked him in for a drink. So he had a drink and beat it. What'd you talk about while he was here? Happy grinned. My flowers? Wilkes didn't swallow that. Happy laughed. He didn't want to. And while I didn't drive way out here just to look at your flowers, don't give me that line. Tipolo shrugged, rubbed out his cigarette, and lighted another one. He was just driving by, I tell you, just driving by. I'm not buying any of that, Happy. I saw you and Wally talking on the street a little after four o'clock, so don't try to tell me Wally just dropped by and stopped to admire your flowers. After a few more attempts at evasive answers, Tipolo said, Okay, I'll tell you exactly how it was. A ripple of self-assurance flashed across his face before he leaned over the desk towards Sam and said in a low voice, Wally came out here to tell me he was going to run for judge. He wanted me to raise my ante in his campaign fund. I told him I'd have to think about it. Afterwards, I decided I'd string along. He'd be just as useful to me as a judge as he would be as a prosecutor. So I went to his office last night to tell him. That's when I heard you and him arguing. You didn't tell Wilkes that? I know. It wasn't any Wilkes business. Anyway, he wouldn't have believed me. Not after my saying first that Wally just dropped out for a beer and a look at the garden, so I just decided to stick to that line all the time. Tipolo paused and his voice became more guttural. And if you tell him otherwise, I'll say you're nuts, and don't for one minute forget that Wilkes already ain't too sure that you didn't bump off your brother. Sam pushed back his chair. He didn't doubt the truth of what Tipolo had just told him. Well, he had been accepting money from Happy. Sam's stomach seemed to shrink in on him. He watched Tipolo eye him as he lighted another cigarette. Tipolo was trying to see how he was taking it. With a quick gesture, Tipolo rubbed out his own cigarette. You believe me, don't you? Sam shrugged and ignored the question. Got any ideas who killed Wally? Tipolo shook his head thoughtfully. Nope. If you pick up anything, let me know, will you? There was no expression on Tipolo's face. His eyes were dull, and he made no reply, no promise. Sam stood up to leave. I've got to get back for the inquest at three. You're sure you don't know of anyone out to get Wally? Tipolo looked at Sam carefully as he leaned back in his chair, his hand gripping hard on the hinge of his right knee. Sam thought he looked pleased and amused. No, no one in particular, Sam, but... Let's have it, Happy. Who do you have in mind? Happy's eyes had a cruel glint in them. He seemed half glad to be able to say what he was going to. It's a funny thing, Sam, but when Waldy was out here yesterday afternoon, he said there was someone who might... Who was Wally afraid of? Sam's voice had an edge of impatience as he cut in. Come on, Happy, tell me. Well, as I said, yesterday afternoon, Wally told me that he was ever bumped off for me to tell Wilkes or Davis to check on where you was at the time. Sam felt himself recoil from the shock of the words. Wally couldn't have felt that way about him. Despair and confusion flowed in his veins and felt it noisily in his temples and throat. He felt Happy's eyes putting their judgment on him. 
The air of the room was suddenly too thin to breathe. Sam knew his voice sounded cracked. Well, it couldn't mean that. He must have been drunk to say a thing like that. Well, they never got drunk. You know that, Sam. Happy's voice was dull, flat, and indifferent again. Sam could take the statement or leave it. Cops, any cop, left him cold. Sam stood leaning with his fingertips on the desk. He couldn't go on with any more of this. It was all he could do from lashing out at those dark, insolent eyes. They were quick eyes, with a brain behind to match them. He could feel Tipolo's bold self-confidence. I suppose you told Wilkes and Davis what you just told me? Tipolo grinned. Not a full grin, but he hoped it covered the humor of the situation as he saw it. No, I ain't said nothing. I don't want to get messed up in this thing, so I ain't talking. No? It was a question which didn't call for an answer. Sam took his hands from the desk and strode toward the door. Tipolo stood up. I may want to talk to you again about this, Sam said. His voice strained, but even. Any time you say, Sam. There was a burble of malicious laughter in Tipolo's voice as he added, This time the pleasure was all mine. End of chapter 12